Discover personally how the Word of God can affect and change your life as you listen to this message by Bishop Eddie Fabin. Bishop Eddie Fabin serves as a senior pastor at the Kodesh of the Kodesh Family Church, a denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, founded by Bishop Daguerre Mills. Eddie Fabin is an inspiring teacher and preacher of the Word of God, a renowned marriage counselor, and an anointed prophet God uses to bless multitudes at the weekly prophetic turning point service at the Kodesh. Now, may the Spirit of God touch you as you listen to Bishop Eddie Fabian. Oh, hallelujah. You want to turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, I can't live without him, I can't live without him, I can't live without him. Amen. You want to turn to your other neighbor and tell your neighbor, I can't live without him, I can't live without him. Without you, life would be full of sorrow and pain. There would be no sunshine after the rain. My life would simply go down. There would be no cross or even no crown. Life would be full of sorrow and pain. There would be no sunshine out of the rain. Lord, my life would simply go down. There would be no cross or even no crown. Move Lord, my life would be simply empty. There would be no hope for a brand new day. I couldn't be able to find the words to say. Move, sing, I can't function. Oh, without you in my Without your love, you my oh, I can't 
a woman dancing robot. It's only in times of refreshing service that you hear the powerful preaching. None other than start to your feet and help me welcome Bishop Eddie. together for Jesus wow what a blessed time in his presence amen I know that your life will not be the same again hallelujah and once again a big thank you to the choir for blessing us powerfully I was particularly excited to see some faces People who have been around for years and they are still faithful. I think we should put our hands together for them. All the way from Kolegono. Bishop Boko, did you see some faces? Eric, yes. And then Frank. Frank's wife. Anita. And, um, Evelyn also. Evelyn also has been around for years. I think we should put our hands together for Pamela. Yeah. Been around. And Abigail too. Abigail. Yeah. Oh, it's too nice. Pastor Richie's wife. Yes. Is she around? Today she's not here. Oh, she's there. Okay, okay, okay. Wonderful. It's nice. We bless the Lord. Well, Sunday, like Bishop Oko announced, we have a gathering service in the afternoon. Amen. I believe that is going to be a time of miracles. If you know anybody believing God for a miracle, invite the person to be around. 3 p.m. We take off. I believe it's going to be a blessed time. And then next two weeks Sunday is our Anna Your Prophet Sunday. Hallelujah. To be time to honor the prophet that God has given to us in this house. Hallelujah. Amen. So we shall honor our prophet in his house. Yeah, because Mark 6, verse 4, Bishop read it to us the other day, that a prophet is not without honor, but in his own country, and among his own kin, and in his own house. No, in our case, that will not be the story. In his own house, we shall honor him. Hallelujah. So start preparing your heart. Let the Lord speak to you. Prepare an offering. 
prophet's offering. You're going to pick. Yeah, don't bring some envelope that is anemic. Thick envelope. <laughs> Put the money in. Thick. Fresh notes. Dollars. Some of us should come with car keys. Oh, yeah. You, you don't believe it. One of these, you are coming with car keys. It will happen. We will, we will announce it in this church that people are honoring the prophet with car. car. It's going to be wonderful. So, let's all prepare our hearts for it because believe that there's a great blessing that God wants to bring to us. Bible says that when you give to a prophet, you receive a prophet's reward. So, I want a prophet's reward. I don't know about you. Do you want a prophet's reward? And it's not just an ordinary prophet, a great prophet, a great prophet. Hallelujah. So, I believe that our hearts are going to be prepared. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for this beautiful Tuesday evening. What a joy, what a blessing. Every Tuesday you have been with us. You have brought us refreshing, times of refreshing from your presence. Tonight, once again, we gather at your feet to receive from you. Lord, may you touch us and guide us by your spirit into all truth. We bless you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Please be seated. We are still in our month of loyalty and commitment. And uh, last two weeks, I started sharing with you on uh, why loyalty, seven reasons why we ought to be loyal. How many remember the seven things we talked about? What are they? Number one is what? Because it's what? Principal qualification for every uh, steward or Christian. Yes. And then also we said that so that we can fight the faith column because there are some people in-house who spoil the house and we must fight them. And the only way we can do that is through loyalty. Number three, we said what? Mm-hmm. For the love of God to fill the church, isn't it? The only way people can see that we are walking in love is when we are loyal or faithful one to another. Number four is to have a large and successful ministerial team. Amen. Number five is so that we can have a mega church. Mega, big church. Yeah. How can we become jolly plump? How can we not few? QFC. We shall not be few. It is when people in Ashongman, people in um, Omanjo, Israel, where else? Adenta, Kaswa, Spring Test Road, Community 18, Adenta, all these people, we have branches there. As they also remain loyal, we become very big. And that's why we have the gathering service, so that we can see what the Lord is doing with us. Hallelujah.
so that we can have a mega church. And then number six, to have a long-lasting ministry. How can the church continue even after the leader or the founder is gone? It takes people who are loyal, who are going to carry on with the vision. Amen. And finally, in order to reap our full reward, the Bible says that, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things, become Lord over many things. Amen. I see your faithfulness being rewarded. Those of you in the choir who have been faithful, you shall be rewarded for your faithfulness. Amen. Tonight, I want to share from chapter 4 on the book Loyalty and Disloyalty, Lessons on Loyalty. Lessons on Loyalty. Amen. So, what we are saying is that to be loyal means to be faithful, to be what? Constant, to be reliable. And what else? We can depend on you, isn't it? Yeah. So, God expects us to be faithful. And faithfulness every day, everywhere. Not just one day you are faithful. God is expecting that you be faithful all the time. And in every area of your life. Yeah. In fact, when a person is faithful in one area of his life, it affects every other area. Yeah. And you can see it. And I tell the ladies, you see a gentleman, every time he doesn't go to work, today he's complaining of this. He's saying the office, there's this. Next time he's saying so many, you need to be careful of this guy. If you marry this guy, he will do the same thing to you. And even more, he's not faithful in pain of tithe. Careful. It's a sign. You know, and, and, and this loyalty doesn't just happen. You know, it goes through stages. It's a process. And uh, when you read uh, chapter 2, Bishop talks about different stages that people go through. First of all, you become independent. Hey, spirit independiente. Independent spirit in Spanish. So you, you just go off on a tangent. You do your own thing. Everybody is wearing black and white or whatever. You decide that I will wear blue and gray. We are all coming to church for this is so me, I would like to come on this day. Yeah. Whatever we say we are doing, so we are wearing t-shirts for celebration. This is so me, I wear <laughs> Akbada. What kind of person are you? <laughs> yeah. So, it's a, it's a problem. From the independence that you become offended. Yeah. And people become offended. One thing or the other, you see that you have become offended. And if you don't take care, it can become another thing altogether. Ask the next person, are you offended? Because people become offended. So many men, you never know what can offend. Even in marriage, see a wife that is offended. Or a husband that is offended because last night, he requested for something and it didn't happen. So... <laughs> And then it becomes passive. Passivity. Yeah. I won't say anything about anything anymore. 
he's just quiet. Me, I won't say anything again. Me. The next, last time I said this, they said, me, I won't say. I won't ask again. <laughs> yeah, in the marriage, you say you won't ask your wife again. Meanwhile, it's not easy for you. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and then you become critical, isn't it? Because once you are passive, you are not doing anything. You can see all the faults. And you point them out. Look at even the crowd, the way they are singing. Oh, oh, oh. They say, oh, oh, oh. Meanwhile, it's, that's not what they are saying. <laughs> but now you find something with everything. Then you become what? Political. Because you rally people around you. And there's a way you present your case. One of the, if you're a counselor, you need to be careful. Don't listen to one side. Hey. Married couples. One person will come and present their side. You will think that. You will be, one man came to talk to me about his wife. The things he said. I said, man, this woman is bad. Bring her to me. When she came and I asked her, she said, is that what she said? Then he, she also started her own. I said, hey, <laughs> this man is bad. <laughs> because her story was wild. I mean, I could never imagine that there could be a greater story than what the man brought. <laughs> I thought he was in a comfortable lead. But when this one came, I saw that, no. And then... Open rebellion, isn't it? Or deception first. You are deceived. It's a deception. A lot of things you feel that, hey, but it's a deception. You need to really know the facts. And then you begin to rebel openly because now the thing has gotten to the point that you can now come out and say it. That is when the thing now has become we can't, we can't control you again. And then the next thing is that you'll be executed. Mercy. So, it's, it's a trap of the devil. That people fall in all the time. So, as soon as you see yourself, you have become independent. You have become hurt, offended, passive. Me, I won't do it again. They say we should do me, I won't do it again. Know that you are on the journey. You are becoming this lawyer. You are just getting there. Come out of it quickly. Yeah. So in the church, we have our own way. We, we find ways of also dealing with disloyalty in the church. We have something called North Wind. Make your face straight. Burn your face. If somebody is saying something about somebody, the face you give to the person. Yeah. The Bible says that the north wind, it drives away rain. Mm-hmm. Just like how an angry countenance will drive away a backbiting tongue. So, the way you will make your face when the person starts, you see that these days the pastor, he's become, then you give a face. Because some of you, your face is too nice. So, you welcome every comment. <laughs> Mercy. Yeah. So, we also, um, 
apart from the north wind, we have what we call the constant pruning, constantly pruning the church. And then sometimes we create fire. Something comes up. It's a fire just to bring out. The Bible says that Paul lighted some sticks, not knowing one of them was a snake. When the light came up, then the snake came out and fastened itself on it. He said, sure. I thought we were all sticks here, not knowing one of us is a snake. <laughs> Titus in. It's a fire, yes. Titus in Crete. Like we, we had Titus in Crete. And we'll be having one very soon. <laughs> we have to create the fire. Hey! People were shaking. Yeah, that's when you see the disloyalty. You may not know it till it happens to you. You know, we work with willing people and then we also teach on loyalty. And that's what we are doing. So, lessons on loyalty. The first thing that you need to know about loyalty is that loyalty demands full persuasion. Amen. Anything you are involved in, you must be fully persuaded about it. Otherwise, you will fall out. Yeah. You remember the story of the, the sower who went out to sow? Bible says that one fell on stony ground, one fell on thorny whatever ground, roadside, and good soil. But there's one that didn't have deep roots. Which one was that? The stony? Yeah. So when all the things came, it couldn't survive. You see, when you are not persuaded about something, you are like that seed that fell on the stony ground. You are not stable. The slightest thing that will come, you will be blown away. And, and, and one lesson in loyalty that we need to have is that you must be fully persuaded. A lot of people are in the, they are not even persuaded about the church. That you don't even know why you are here. People speak in tongues. They don't know why they speak in tongues. That is like, oh, everybody is speaking in tongues. So when one day somebody says something, but they're speaking in tongues, that, 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 then now you are confused. You don't know why we speak in tongues. But the Bible gives so many reasons why speaking in tongues is good. The Bible says that he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. So when you speak in an unknown tongue, you are not speaking to men. You are speaking to God. Bible says no man understandeth him, but how be it in the spirit? He speaketh mysteries. You enter into the spirit and you begin to speak mysteries. It's a language that God has given to us. The devil doesn't understand it. So when we start speaking in tongues, the devil is confused. What, what are these people think, saying? Before I realize an angel is slapping him. Say, ah, that's what they meant by Cobra Bo Shikaba. Yeah, that's what it means. <laughs> but by that time, it's too late. So it's a language. Yes, the house some people, when they meet, they change the meter band. You see, they start speaking a language. So, what are these people saying? What are, what are they saying? <laughs> in the same way, when we start speaking in tongues, so the devil always tries to confuse us. 
about speaking in tongues. So a lot of people are not sure whether speaking in tongues is the right thing. Why do we even have to come to church on Tuesdays? It's one thing that if you are not persuaded about, you will not be here on Tuesday. Yeah. But there's a good reason why you need to come. You have an opportunity to hear the word of God again. Yeah. As you keep hearing, keep hearing, you become better. You will have faith. That is why you need to come again. You need to be persuaded. Fully persuaded. You are in a marriage. You are not persuaded about the marriage. It's dangerous. When you see another lady, no, you just look at it and say, no. I've changed my mind. <laughs> Change my skin. But listen to what Paul says. Second Timothy chapter 1. Yeah. Verse 12. He said, For I know, for the, for the which cause I also suffered these things, nevertheless I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. Hallelujah. And I am persuaded If you're going to do well as a Christian, you must be persuaded. You must be persuaded about God. Be persuaded about serving God and doing the work of God. Otherwise, you will not make it. We see a sister, she's not persuaded about serving God. She's not persuaded about holding on to God. She will want to do other things so that she can marry. But he said, I know that this God, anything I commit unto him, he will sort it out for me. And so I will not do it my own way. I will believe in this God. I will keep trusting this God. I will keep serving him. I am persuaded. You must be persuaded. And you find that even the God that we serve, you see in this book, Bishop wrote that, Jesus was accused of many things. And when you don't know, you hear all these things in Luke 23 verse 2. He was accused of misleading people. Another version says that teaching our people sedition. But did Jesus do that? Preventing them from paying taxes to the emperor. Did Jesus do that? He rather said, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give to God what belongs to God. Even to the extent that he made them catch a fish, took money out of it. He said, go and pay your tax and pay me to my own. He used a miracle to pay his tax. So if you don't know these things, you will be, you will be confused. Like one brother met one of these, I think it was a Jehovah Witness or whatever. You know their Bible is different. John chapter 1 verse 1. They said, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. And the word was a God. Even some of you, when I said it, I didn't move you. It's like, can't tell the difference. What what have you said? You haven't even realized it. But you see that in the beginning was the, the word was, and the word was God. Not a God. But when you look in the Jehovah Witness Bible, they have written was a God. So it makes Jesus, because later in verse 40, the Bible says that the word became flesh and dwelt amongst men. So it makes Jesus look like an ordinary God. 
And that's their argument. They use it to save. So they bring their Bible and they open their Bible to you. And you see it's a Bible. But you haven't noticed that a has been added to the thing. A small gene. So because you are also not persuaded about what you believe, you say, oh. So what you are saying is true. Before I realize, Annabu, you are gone. <laughs> you are not fully persuaded. He said, telling them that it is wrong to pay taxes. He never said that. Claiming to be an anointed king. He never did that. In Luke eleven fifteen, he said he was in league with Beelzebub, the chief of evil spirits. How? No. But if you are not persuaded, you will believe it. You are not persuaded about paying tithe. You will never pay tithe. You don't even understand what it means to pay tithe. And that is what it is. A lot of people are not persuaded even about the church. And so people come and say things to you. And there are people who are saying all sorts of things. Oh yeah. You must be persuaded. Otherwise things will be said to you before you realize you are out of the church. You are not committed. Sometimes even your ministry or your bustle that you are in, they say things. Hey! Paul was accused in Acts 24 verse 5. He was accused of being a source of mischief. <laughs> a veritable plague. Hey! A public pest. A disturber of peace. Now if you hear somebody like this, they are talking about the person who is preaching about God. Preaching about Christ. Would you want to follow such a person? A pest. You will not. A ringleader of the sect. So, these are things that are said. And you need to think and analyze carefully. Otherwise, you realize you are also following. And people have these sayings. Is there any smoke without fire? Have you heard that thing before? There's no smoke without fire. So, by all means, as they are doing this, there's a fire somewhere. <laughs> yeah. If a crocodile comes from the bottom of the river and he comes to tell you that there's a crocodile coughing, coughing under the river, you have to believe because where he's coming from, he has seen a crocodile. <laughs> but don't join the accusers. But there are people, they are saying things, they will be saying things about pastors and all that. Don't join them. You have become a friend of somebody who is always talking about pastor. That's your main party. Always has things to say about another pastor. And you are just flowing with this because you are not persuaded about the church. If you are persuaded, when they come and tell you, say, you know what? I don't think that this, this, the church that I'm in, that's how it is. You respect yourself, please. <laughs> Amen. Beautiful. Yeah. Now, the second thing, um, so openness, uh, I was just talking about persuasion, being persuaded. One of the things you need to understand is that penis is a great key to people being persuaded. When things are open, 
people become persuaded. Sometimes a lot of things are hidden in the church. So people don't see what is going on, and so they are not persuaded. And one of the areas, if you're a pastor, you're a leader, you need to be pers- uh, open in, is your finances, your money. Because every day we see you, you have a brand new car. You are this, you are doing that, you, tra- you just went back, came and back from America. You are just going back again to Dubai. Then you cross and come. Pass through Cairo. Then you come back. So I've just seen something in Switzerland. Then I'll come. Then you have all sorts of things. What kind of person is this? We don't know who you are. Mysterious James Bond kind of person. So when you see these type of things, you can't trust the person. And any time we ask you to, how did you get so the Lord provided? Oh, it's just a, a blessing from the Lord. Ah, we know that the Lord is the one who makes a way. He blesses. But how did the Lord bless you? Definitely. I've been here sharing with you. I built my house. A lot of you know. <laughs> it's no secret. I just tell you this and that. The Lord provided. That one, you all know about that. But I showed you how the Lord provided. So, when you see that, you, you, you are persuaded. You believe the person. You are easily persuaded. But when we can't tell who you are, people cannot follow and flow. So, you need to be open about your finances. Bishop says here, let those who matter know the source of everything you have. Do not be a mystery personality. Except some pastors, when they ask them, how did you get this expensive car? They respond. The Lord has provided. He's a great provider. Number two, you need to be open about your vision. When people know your vision, they can follow. They can be persuaded. And that's why we have all these things here. Many of you don't even look at it, but that's the vision for the month. Yeah. Bible says in Habakkuk, when the Lord appeared to the prophet, he said, write the vision and make it plain that he that readeth will run. When they read it, make it plain upon it and that he may run that readeth. As they are looking at, wow, this is what we are doing this month. It's a month of loyalty and commitment. We are doing this. We are going for a camp. We are going this. We are doing that. We are having a, a, a roots rally. We are doing this. We'll be having next week. We'll be having a loyalty week. Yeah. So you'll be running with it. Fully persuaded. But when we don't understand the vision, it's difficult for people to flow. And they are not persuaded. Hmm. Number two. Loyalty. So the second lesson on loyalty your loyalty must be to the higher authority. Higher authority. Hmm. And I think at this point, I want to make one point clear that we are just caretakers of this. Oh, Bishop Oko, what I'm saying? Give Bishop Oko a, maybe he have to say something so that you hear, understand what I'm saying. Yes. We are just caretakers here. It is true. 
It's true. You know, <laughs> it, 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 you can liken it to a soccer team. Yes. When you see the coach there, he has a coaching staff. Mm. In fact, sometimes it's the coaching staff that even talks to the players directly. Yeah. But when they say the manager of Chelsea, they won't mention there, they'll say Conte. Yeah. When they, but so we are, we are the coaching staff. The coaching staff. Do you hear our voice? It doesn't make us the leader. At all. We are caretakers. Caretakers. So, baby, mm. We're prettier than all. <laughs> coaching staff. As you see us here, myself, Bishop Okobotero, Bishop Okobensa, we are just coaching staff. We have been handed something to take care of. Ole Lickenstein. <laughs> Goalkeeper's coach. <laughs> All the pastors you are seeing in the zones, whatever, they are all caretakers. Shepherds, we are all caretakers. We cannot claim anything for ourselves. No. And everyone who is above you, there is somebody higher than that person. So don't just attach yourself to the person and it's like, this is the one I know. I don't know anybody. Listen, that person would not be there if a higher person had not been there. Then one day he tells you, I am moving to this place to start. All of you in this zone, follow me. We are all going. Then you two say, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we are following you. No. There is something wrong with you. You have to grow up and understand that. Tell the pastor, 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 we were there at the service. They said you are a coaching staff. You are a caretaker. Since when did you become the owner and you are carrying us away? We are are here. We are not going anywhere. We are committed to this church. We are here. Our commitment is to a higher authority. Since when? Follow people, follow all sorts of things. Your loyalty must be to the high authority. If we come to you and we come and tell you that we have seen a vision and the Lord is saying that, listen, from today, the church must be this and we are going here. We are going, hey! Rise up and say, hey, Mr. Caretaker. Get thee behind me, Mr. Caretaker. We are not going anywhere. What are you saying? Put away. There is a higher, even Bishop says that when he himself goes contrary to the word and he's not doing what he has to do, he said, don't follow me because I also have somebody higher than me who is Jesus Christ. Yeah. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. One time a pastor in a branch somewhere, one of these towns, he just one day came and said that the Lord has told him something, something. He changed the name of the church at the, like this meeting that we had. So from today, I have changed the name. No, I won't use myself. From today, it's like, he, he has changed the name of the church. Yeah. I've seen a vision. And there were some people, they rose up, they said, no. No, 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 you cannot. Everybody now from today, this church is called this. I know a brother who was 
in that church. This church is now called this. And the people. But on the day, there were a lot of people who still followed him. It's, it's, it's amazing. People are so simple-minded. Anybody just comes to say something, then you follow the person. And you find churches breaking up and spoiling. Destroying the church. No, we will not allow. When the person can say, hey, Mr. Caretaker, Mr. Caretaker, you are just taking care. You are not the owner. Better move, move from here. Yeah. Respect yourself. The next person, are you one of those people who just follow the caretakers or oh, since I came to the church, he's the only one I know. Yeah, he's the only one you know because he's the caretaker for that, that time. And he can be removed and another caretaker will come. Sharp, sharp. Lesson number three because the time is up. A loyal person does not withhold information. But let me just say concerning the higher authority, and that is why on Galatians 6, 6, our focus is not on anybody around you. So Galatians 6, 6, the Bible says, he that is taught in the way, every time when I go for Basel meeting, this person is the one teaching me. Hey. You haven't understood what we have said so far, you see. Who is that person? Whose material is he using to teach you? And who asked him to come and even stand there and teach you? (laughs) There is one place that we are all looking to. The prophet of this ministry, he is the one we are all directing everything to. Don't let anybody deceive you. A loyal person does not withhold information. That's very important. You must decide not to withhold information. Yeah. Because the truth of the matter is that we will not know everything. A lot of the things in the Bible that people got to know, it was not by word of knowledge. It's that we'll be here now, word of knowledge. Somebody's doing this here. Word of knowledge. Somebody's doing Word of knowledge. There's somebody on the car park right now. Go and check and bring them. Well, we cannot know. <laughs> it is by people giving information that we get to know. So if there's something that you know, when you yourself, you don't say it and you are quiet, you, you are also part of the thing. And some of you, you know things. You are just quiet. You are standing by the person. As the person is misbehaving. When we preach and the person is also saying something in the seat there. Oh, these things, don't mind them. We, they say, well, we, are, we are caretakers. We are not caretakers. We are, we are see, such a person. <laughs> you should report the person. Tell him, this one I will report. And I will mention your name. <laughs> that this is what you said. Say, oh, yes. If I say it again, I'll, I'll go and say it again. <laughs> One time, Bishop said somebody told him something and he told the pastor who was saying it. The person said, oh, why? Why? He said, if I say it again, I'll go and tell him again. <laughs> but in the Bible, we see several examples. In 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1, 
Paul was saying that the church of Corinth, he said, it is reported commonly, it is reported commonly that there is fornication among you. <laughs> and such fornication is not so much as named among the Gentiles. Even the Gentiles, we don't name them. It is the time that a person is sleeping with the father's wife. Higher fornication. Not by word of knowledge. It is commonly, Paul said, I didn't receive this. There were things he said he went to the third heavens and whatever. He received something he couldn't share with anybody. But this one, he said, somebody came to report. Because you see, <laughs> it must be reported. It's not so easy to know such things. That somebody is sleeping with the father's wife. Somebody must come and say that, Charlie, you know what? <laughs> it is happening in the church. Oh. You know, and these things open up teachings on fornication and relationship, like First Corinthians chapter 7, all the things that Paul wrote, a man, if you want to do this, then you shouldn't fornicate concerning the things which you wrote to me. It is good for a man not to touch a woman. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife and every woman her own husband. Then he started teaching about it and talking. And he's taught a whole lot of things about marriage and sex and all that, which would not have been there if nobody had come to report. So, Godly reporting is very important. It will help the church. It will take the church to another level. Tell somebody godly reporting. Mm. Yeah. Of course, there are different types of reporting. <laughs> Also, something that you just want to make the person hot or something. I mean, just but godly reporting is necessary, it's not gossip, it's necessary in the church. I'll show you another one. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 11. Mm-hmm. All the teachings we know about not being yoked with unbelievers and all that is all because of reporting. 1 Corinthians 1 11, it says that for it has been declared unto me of you, my brethren, by them which are of the house of Chloe, that there are contentions among you. The people in the house of Chloe, they were reporting some people in the church. Said there are some people in the choir. Always fighting. Always quarreling. When we are singing, oh, 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 then they intentionally sing, oh, oh, oh. They are trying to spoil the song. <laughs> it's not this choir. It's not this choir. It's another type of choir. They fight and make sure that things don't work. How can we know that the people are fighting in the choir? But when they come in, they are singing, Everything. Then later when they go on the car park under the shed when the king key is brought. I don't know why they didn't make me sing solo. Every day is this I don't know because it's called solo. Every day they are making him sing solo. 
Let's welcome Brother Solo to take us, give us the solo. Say, <laughs> why you see? They have done it again, solo. <laughs> Always solo. No. Then they are contention. Somebody has to come and say it. Say, yeah. when you called Brother Solo, there was, <laughs> there was a sister, she was not happy. Said, solo, solo, solo. <laughs> No, but how will we know that somebody is sitting at a beer bar drinking? One time, some church members went for a funeral. At the funeral, they were calling for Bosue. Uh, <laughs> club. I want black. <laughs> at Temuda. And they were calling for it. At Uncle Beaters. And that person was also a church member and watching. This is a Uncle Famico. We don't know what these people are doing here. <laughs> you have to report. This one is a godly report. You have to report. How will we know? We are here. We think that everybody is drinking Mascatella. <laughs> Some people are collecting. I don't go for me. Go for me. At the point, the person was even confused that ah, or maybe me. I don't know that. <laughs> it has now been sanctioned in the church. They pour beer, then they say it's Avaro because it looks the same, or Guinness, then they say it's Malta. Eh? <laughs> One pastor was going to marry a lady in the church. He thought that he had a sister. Nice sister. Oh, Nale, beautiful. I tell you. You see a lot of beautiful people walking around. Be careful, oh. You don't know the things they do. As <laughs> moi. The sister had another brother. In fact, she was into brothers. Brothers were browsing. I mean, surfing and browsing. Yeah. The brother was at this. As they were announcing the thing, the sister said, No. <laughs> this sister, Charlie, I, I got to say it. Gotta say it. Save the brother, the pastor, because he was going to marry a, a, this thing. Conan the destroyer. <laughs> it's good. One time the Bible says a Mordecai. He went to report. Some people wanted to kill, kill the king. He went to report. It was recorded. That this person came to say this thing. Nobody knew about it. Otherwise, the king would have been dead. So one day, they wanted to kill him. And then that night, the king couldn't sleep. As he was lying there, tossing ten, he said, listen, go and bring me the books. The book of remembrance. Let me find out what things people have done. Then they saw that, oh, this same Mordecai, one time came to report. Some people who wanted to kill the king said, Come on. The person wants to kill him. That person rather must be killed. Yeah. 
Esther chapter 2, verse 21 and 22. Esther chapter 2, verse 21, 22. In those days, while Mordecai sat in the king's gate, two of the king's chamberlains, Bithan and Teresh. Is there a Bithan sitting by you and a Teresh sitting by you? Of those which kept the door were wrought and sought to lay hands on King Ahasuerus. And the thing was known to Mordecai. Who told it? 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 Somebody must tell it. Otherwise, we would never know. Told it unto Esther the queen. And Esther certified the king in Mordecai's name. Oh. Lesson number four. We have to close. Loyalty is based on principles and not emotions. Yeah. Mm. Not emotions, not on family ties. Emotions, they are dead today, tomorrow they are gone. Feelings. Yeah. Don't follow feelings. If I'm happy, I'm with you. If I'm not happy, I'm not with you. It's, 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 not, it's not something to follow. You are marrying somebody because of some feeling you have. No, somebody was divining love. It's a love is a feeling you feel. When you feel a feeling you have never felt before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So because you are feeling something you have never felt before, when you saw the sister, your heart went, something moved from here to here. Say, Aish, what a feeling. Oh, what a feeling. Oh, what a feeling. She's the one. Ah! Oh, not a feeling. Something will pass on your eyes. Say, hey, I don't feel it again. <laughs> one time. I watched the movie. There was a guy going to carry something, something very heavy. I don't know why he wanted to carry it. But he lifted the thing. And somebody was, they were asking whether they should help him. He said, no. He said, I got it. I got it. I got it. And then he realized the thing was too heavy. He said, I ain't got it. <laughs> I ain't got it. So sometimes you feel that you got it, but <laughs> you enter into the marriage, you see one of them say, hey, I ain't got it. I ain't got it. <laughs> hey, we have to close, so of course. <laughs> hey. No, but you see, people, so that's why people follow. They are feeling something for the person. One time a pastor left the church, and people followed him. So why? So we feel sorry for him. <laughs> why? What's that? Let's be serious. Let's grow up. You cannot be following feelings. That's what one man said. He said, don't let your erection determine your direction. Well, because you saw the sister you had an erection, then you are following the direction of the erection. There's something wrong with you. Tell somebody, let's be serious. Loyalty is not based on emotions. It's based on principles. 
Yes, it's this. You are my brother. You are my sister. You are this. You are that. But I don't think that this thing you are doing, I can follow you. I cannot follow you. Following your brother, following your sister, following your wife, following your husband. No. You cannot be following all sorts of things. Jonathan, one time his father wanted to kill his friend David. He said, you are my father, but this one there is not correct. He went to tell David. He said, I will not keep this information. I will say it. My father wants to kill you. He's my father, but I don't agree. This one is not correct. Yeah. Now, there are some of you, oh, because we're all from the same tribe, uh, uh, as he's moving, uh, <laughs> is the word. If I say my tribe people will become so, let me just, uh, okay, I'll follow him like that. Let's go. We are all from the same tribe. No. It's not about tribe, it's about principles. Rise up and follow principles. Number five, let's close because loyalty will cost you relationships and friendships. It will cost you. Yeah. There are some people, they are not my friends anymore. One time I had to, and there are some people you have to quarrel with them, if that's what it means. I had to quarrel with a friend of mine. He was saying something about Bishop. I was not happy. And I gave it to him. He couldn't believe that I was talking to him. I said, ah, but how can you also talk like that? Respect yourself. <laughs> Yeah, since then our friendship came some way. But some of you, you don't want to be some way. You are smiling. The person is talking about your pastor in a certain way and you are smiling. And you are looking at the person smiling. <laughs> Shame on you. There are many of you here like that. You, in your office, they will say some things about the church. that You are just sitting there and you are laughing. Quack, 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 quack. You should rise up and because you know that the person will not be your friend anymore. And so you decide that I won't say anything. If you will not be my friend, go away. Yeah. One sister, her beloved, was saying some things about the church. She said, Listen, you cannot say these things about my church. If that's the case, I won't marry you again. Take your body and go. Take your Mr. Whatever and your ring. And because uh, there are some people, it's just the ring they want to wear. Cost of ring, you are just well, ring. We'll buy some for you if you like. Okay. Clap for Jesus. <laughs> you go. <laughs> Take your ring. Eh? James 4 4. It says, Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. There's no in between. If you are a friend, such a person, you are an enemy. That's all. So once you are just decide that this thing is going to cost me, loyalty is very expensive. People think that loyalty is, is it's expensive if you want to be loyal. To cost you a whole lot of things. Even your family, whatever. But it should just go. David was prepared. Uh, Jack, uh, Jonathan, if it means I'm going to, I don't have anything to do with my father again. Because the thing is a principle. Principle. Yeah, just 
standing there in your edges. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, number six, because I'm finished. One more. Loyalty may cost you physical things. So it will cost you friends. It will cost you physical things. You may have to lose the papa here. You may have to lose the shoes that you are getting. The left home. You may have to lose all those things. Small, small tips. Moses, because he wanted to be loyal to God, Bible says that he forsook Egypt. He lost the, the, the visa to Egypt. Green card. Nice cars from the palace. Those days, Egypt was the America. So if you have the green card, some of you green card, because of green card in tea, you will deny God. The Bible says that Moses, he forsook Egypt. He said, I don't have anything to do with Egypt. That's it. Are you prepared to lose some things? Or some shoe that they are going to give you? Yeah. One lady came to ask me that. She was serious. That, so why can't we marry a Muslim? So why is this question? Because the Muslim is buying her shoes, paying her school fees, doing all these things. Yeah. And that's why we're having people coming around to put mat to do kuba uh, uh, in the Kodesh. Because it's like there are sisters who are even thinking that, oh, why not? Because of some small money. You must be prepared to lose physical things. Yeah. You don't want to lose. Hmm. And number seven, that's the last one. Loyalty demands analysis. Hmm? Yeah. What do we say? We say, number one, loyalty demands full persuasion. Number two, loyalty one is to the higher authority. Number three, loyalty does not withhold information. Number four, is based on principles and not on emotions. Number five, to cost you relationships and friendship. Number six, cost you physical. Then number seven, loyalty demands analysis. You must take your time and analyze. Yeah. Wherever your loyalty is, it will be tested. So you must analyze the thing that you are being loyal to. That this one, am I being loyal to the right thing or not? And that way you'll be able to stand strong, firm with the thing. But a lot of people don't analyze. Analyze, number one, the past. Analyze how things have been since you have been around. Oh, very important. All these years you have been here, even the visitations that you have received, the prayers that have been prayed for you. Paul said to Timothy, he said, I put you in remembrance that stir up the gift of God which is in you by the putting on of my hands. I need to remember the time that Bishop Dad put his hands on me whenever I'm thinking of becoming some way in the church. I need to remember. I need to remember. That's why I put a picture in my office that he has put his hand on me, praying for me, so that I will not forget it. Because you can easily forget it. Yeah. How many of you hands have been laid on you in this church before? 
Almost everybody. If you don't remember anything, remember the hand that was laid on you. That should keep you. Analyze. Sit down and analyze. Don't just get up and move. Grow up. Analyze things. And even if you are analyzing the person, analyze how the person has been to you all these years. Looking at him, how has he been? Has he been some way? Has he been this? Has he not been a good person to you? How come today you have risen up against him? He's been a good person. Analyze. Analyze. Yeah. Analyze. One day someone was saying something about Bishop Dak. He's, he's occult. Are you, are you mad? You need to analyze that all these years, has he been that type of person? So why is it that today? You are just seeing him. He said one time he was in a plane, he ordered for ginger ale. He doesn't know what the air hostess had. I think he had the gin, gin, gin. He didn't hear the gin, jaja. He had the gin, I got some gin. And put things in the gin, and I brought the gin and put it in front of him. He also didn't know. He was like, ah, What is this? And somebody was sitting, he was watching. It's like, yeah, yeah, The pastor, he's drinking gin. So if you don't know, you hear that they said, he was, You will not know. Like, ah, have you seen him drunk before? Have you seen him walking and where is he preaching for a while? He's drunk. No. Staggering all over the place. No. Or have you smelled fuse, something <laughs> blowing? No. Analyze. Somebody said that we saw him drinking gin. <laughs> Analyze. I don't think so. Then later you go and find out the matter. Ask, oh, this is what happened. I called for ginger ale. And the person had gin. Gin. They didn't hear the jar. Had the gin. He went to bring gin. <laughs> Analyze the individual concern. The person. Paul said, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast assured, been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Second Timothy 3 verse 14. Know whom. Analyze the person. That this person, how is he? Is he that a person? Is he a bad person? Is he this? Is he, this? Is he a wicked person? Is he? Take your time. Don't be in a rush. Oh, he is that. No, take your time. Analyze. Person is not like that. He's not like that. It will change the way you will behave. Analyze the individual concern. Analyze. So, Bishop Dag is looking for money. That's why he's doing the church. No. So, when you start analyzing, number one, his background, I mean, where he's coming from, somebody who will be looking for money like that. He doesn't need it. And number two, his profession will earn him a lot of money. And he's that doing something one this day, no, one night, $2,000. Why would he want to come and do this work? Because he wants money. Oh. Ask the next person, are you, are you persuaded? Are you persuaded? And then another thing must analyze the person's lifestyle. 
Second Timothy 3, 10, 11. He said, but you have known fully my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You must keep analyzing. Otherwise, you will not know. Analyze the form of words that you have heard from the person. Has it been the word of God or he has been preaching his own mind? He's been preaching from the Bible. Analyze. Use the word of God to analyze the person. What kind of person is he? Yeah. Yeah. But you find that there are some people too, as you keep analyzing, you will see that, hmm, this one yeah, is falling short. Yeah. Bishop was saying that one time there was a pastor, he was told that he was involved in whatever. He said, oh, he thinks that it's just one time mistake. He has slept with a sister, blah, blah, blah. One day he heard that the man of God was in town in a hotel. So was, oh, let me go and see this man of God as I've heard that, all these stories about him. When he knocked on the door, co -co -co -co, hotel door, co -co 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 -co. and he opened the door, and here comes a younger girl with a, a towel, short towel, and said, hello, how may I help you? Hey. I said, it's pastor so and so. Oh, he's sleeping. I said, <laughs> He said, you couldn't even speak. He said, okay. Tell him I, I came here. And he left. As you keep analyzing, you see that, no, this one there. At a point, you couldn't believe the man again because after all these things. So, seeing his believing. So, these are lessons in loyalty that we must have. If we have these lessons, I'm telling you, we're going to be loyal we're going to be committed in the church. And I believe God will help us. None of us will fall away. I see you standing strong to the very end. In the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet and let's close. Lord, I give you my heart. I give my soul. I live for you alone. I live for you alone. alone. Every, every breath, breath that I take, every moment I'm away. Oh, Lord, have your way in me. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. Oh, I live for you alone. Every breath that I take, every moment I'm away. Lord, have your way. Lord, have your way. Tonight, every head bowed, all eyes closed. Maybe somebody invited you to church. You're not born again. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I want to be born again. If you're here like that, you want to surrender your life to Jesus, just lift up your right hand wherever you are.
I'm going to pray with you tonight to be saved, to be born again. Lift up your right hand, let it go up above your head. Tonight is a night of salvation. Lift up your right hand. I cannot see if you have lifted up your hand. Please move from your seat and come to me in front here. I'm going to pray with you. You have lifted up your hand. Come to me in front here. Let's pray. I give you my soul. I give you my soul. I live for you. I live for you. Lord, every breath that I take, every moment I'm away. Lord, have your way. Lord, have your way in me. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your word that has come to us. Lessons that we need to know. Loyalty. We need to be persuaded. We need to analyze. We don't need to withhold information. Our loyalty must be to the higher authority. Help us to understand that loyalty will cost us friendships, relationships, physical things. May we be committed and serve you wholeheartedly. May we not fall away. I pray for everyone. Deliver us from the spirit of disloyalty. Anybody who is offended, anybody who is hurt, anybody who is passive, critical. Lord, deliver us from that spirit. Let the love of God fill our church, O oh God. In the name of Jesus Christ. Deliver us from the spirit of pretense. That we will not pretend, but we will love. Love on things. That is what you ask for. Help us, teach us to walk in love. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We trust that you have been blessed, refreshed, and encouraged by the preaching of God's Word. For further inquiries, call plus 233-307-307. 010444 Eddie Fabin is also on Facebook and Instagram God bless you Hallelujah.